listening to Impact Sports Daily, WDBM's daily rundown of all things sports. Hello and welcome to Impact Sports Daily. My name is J.D. Koster, along with my friend Jacob Phillips. Today is October 19th, 2021. Jacob, how are you doing? I'm doing quite well. Uh, I can't say the same uh, for all the Bills fans out there. Oh yeah, the tough loss for the Bills last night. A 34-31 loss to the Tennessee Titans on basically the last play of the game. You got Josh Allen slipping on the turf, trying to go for the QB sneak for the first down and for the win, and it did not pan out for them. And yeah, I mean, what were your thoughts on the game overall, Jacob? So I wasn't able to catch any of the game last night live, but uh, just in hearing about it and you know everything afterwards, I still think it's the right call. And I think, you know, Bills fans, even though you lost, you know, you can still hold your head up high. It, it, Three-point loss. Uh, you know, it always sucks. Quarterback slips. But, uh, you know, it's the it was the right play call. You know, you constantly hear people say, you don't play to tie. You play to win. Uh, you know, and I think we've seen plenty of teams do that. And, you know, it's always tough to see you lose when uh, you got such a close game, when you could have gone into overtime. But, you know, I think you, you want to make a statement. You, you don't want to be the team that just goes to tie it and then potentially lose it in overtime. You know, you want to win it. You're right there in the moment. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it's still a, a proud moment. You know, Bills are still a great franchise this year, looking fantastic. You know, probably going to get to the playoffs at, in some capacity. So, Yeah, I, I thought it was the right call, too. Look, I mean, Sean McDermott's trying to play for the win. You, you, you should go for that spot, especially against a Titans defense that – was struggling all year long. I, th- I thought it was the right call. It's just an unfortunate circumstance for them. So the Bills and the Titans are both four and two now. Titans with a very nice win af- after you know a pretty tough start. Honestly, you know losing to I believe you know you know obviously beating Jacksonville, but I believe they lost to what was what was the bad team again? They they lost to some I can't remember. It, it was some it was some bad team the Titans lost to. But overall, you know a good win for them. And yeah, I mean. It really Good is a shame. It, it really makes me upset that I didn't catch any of that game live because it just it seems like you had two incredibly evenly matched teams just duking it out on the field. One of those good old fashioned games where it really just comes down to, you know, who wanted it more. And I think Tennessee really wants to get back to where they were last year uh, and really wants to try and mm-hmm. keep going, potentially get to that, you know, championship dare I say, play a Super Bowl spot, but, you know, they really wanted it, and, you know, I I really like the Bills. I want the Bills to go all the way, but you really just got to keep going, you know, and just go to the next one. Don't harp on it yep. too much. Yeah, it, and by the way, it was the Jets that they lost to. It was 27-24 loss in overtime, so tough loss for them, but uh, they bounced back for two straight wins and go to 4-2. and two. Uh, Moving on, we got Arizona Cardinals. Uh, undefeated, still six and zero after that nice win, uh, blowout win actually against the Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, potential maybe a potential Super Bowl appearance for the Cardinals here, six and zero after a really good start with Kyler Murray, obviously in the MVP conversation. Uh, what are your thoughts? I've never been one to, you know, get on the hype train for Kyler Murray. I still think that they are still a little unproven. You got to go up against some more powerhouse teams, but. Uh, I really thought that Cleveland w- should have put up a better performance in that game. Uh, really did not help out my fantasy team at all yeah. with uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, getting hurt. I uh, think Kareem Hunt getting carted off the field. It, you know, it really, it was not a good day to be a Browns fan. That's for sure. Not um, at all. And 
you know, especially like with all the injuries they've had, you know, and and they play on three days and they play or no two days, like Thursday night football against the Broncos. And you got Baker Mayfield with, you know, the labrum injury or the shoulder injury. You got Kareem Hunt who's going to miss like three weeks. Um, and you got Jarvis Landry coming back, but you have a lot of injuries and a lot of guys that you you have to count on if you're going to make the Super Bowl, if you're going to make a deep playoff run this year. So tough for Browns fans, but again, the Cardinals with Kyler Murray and again, MVP like performance once again, and JJ Watt, you know, being the menace he still is, you know, late in his career. Yeah. And I, I remember JJ Watt, everyone thinking, oh, he's, he's old. He's past his prime. I think that's why Houston let him go. And I really think, you know, shame on Houston for letting him go after everything he did for that team. He was the face of that franchise. Uh, you know, I think Arizona gained everything from that. You know, just having that just defensive leadership that J.J. Watt brings to the table. Not necessarily the skill, because he's certainly not what he once was, but you've got this massive presence that just just by being there boosts your defense's morale. And, you know, it really does help. And I think we can see that Arizona's defense really can lock down, you know, teams like the Browns. and. I, I think it's an easy playoff spot for them. Uh, you know, and who knows? Maybe it is a Super Bowl appearance. Yeah, we'll have to see. A good start for them at 6-0. and oh. uh, Moving on with the, with the Detroit Lions. Lions losing to the Cincinnati Bengals 34-11. to Not a great, obviously not a great performance by them after the, um, the close game they had last week against the Vikings. Um, what are your thoughts on the Lions, Jacob? It, 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 it really can be painful to watch this Lions team that's for sure. You know, they, they always come out and they, they try their hardest. You can see that. And they, they play a good, solid half. Uh, actually, in this case, they didn't even show up the first half. But, you know, no. they got all, I think it was all 11 points, or at least most of them in the second half. Uh, and it, it was really odd to see Cincinnati really put the hurt on them. Because Cincinnati was one of the worst teams last year. I remember going into this year thinking, oh, they're still going to be very, they're still going to be bad, you know probably like bottom five teams in the NFL, but I mean, Detroit is really in a, a bad position. And, yeah. you know, every, every time I've, I've been on impact sports daily, I've, I've always kind of mentioned that Detroit just needs more talent. Um, you know, I think it's unfair to judge Dan Campbell as of right now, you know, he doesn't really have, he hasn't gotten through much of any, he hasn't gotten through recruiting cycles and he hasn't been able to, really build his team he's still mm-hmm. kind of working with the, the matt patricia era team and you know jared goff certainly doesn't help i've never been a fan of jared goff uh, yeah you know I, I think with the lions you know obviously it's gonna be it's a rebuilding year obviously it's they're a few years away from being a contender i think if brad holmes can really build up this defense and find the next franchise quarterback you know you can really get somewhere with this team but yeah i mean Dan Campbell, I mean, what happened with, you know, the, the crying incident with the press conference, and then you put up the performance like you did. I don't know. It's just, I feel like it's like, you know, are, where are we getting here? Like, the, the Lions are, they're in, they're just in a really bad spot. And in 0-6, you know, this is the, and this is a game I thought they had, this is the most winnable game they've had right now. And it didn't work out, and they got blown out against a Cincinnati team that, you know they're not they're not a bad team, but they almost lost to the Jaguars. They almost lost to the Bears. So you're thinking, okay, well, you know, we're, we're not a good spot either. So I mean, it's a tough division too. I mean, you're talking about, you know, 
Detroit is in the NFC North, which you got Green Bay, Chicago, Minnesota, and you know they're they're all they're not you know powerhouses to say you know Green Bay has been struggling this year a little bit, still top of the division, but you've got Chicago who's coming back with Justin Fields doing a fantastic job. Minnesota, as always, is putting up their C plus level performance. Mm-hmm. You know they might get a wild card spot, but they're not going to go much further than that. But you've got a, a division that is has such ingrained rivalries in each other that these division games for Detroit really will beat them up at this point. Yeah, and yeah, it's just tough for the Lions right now. Um, and Detroit and the Lions actually are starting zero six for the first time since their no one se- their zero sixteen season in two thousand eight. So keep an eye on that, Lions fans. Um, and they are going to face their former quarterback and Matthew Stafford this Sunday against the Los Angeles Rams. How do you think that's going to go? <laughs> uh, no doubt Detroit goes 0-7 after Sunday. I think this shows – this This is going to be, you know, Matt Stafford's reckoning. You know, I, he has more than proved that it was a mistake to let him go from Detroit. Uh, I still don't know what they were thinking trying to get Jared Goff for Matt Stafford. That was clearly a downgrade. I mean, the Rams are doing so much better. The connection between Matt Stafford, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, really showing like they they are a, a force to be reckoned with in the NFC. And I really think Detroit is just going to have to tough it out another week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Detroit fans, try and keep your head up high, but it, it's going to be tough. You see your your former starting QB, the former face of your franchise, just going to tear apart your team. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you get you get two first round picks for that Stafford trade, so it wasn't really a bad trade. But yeah, like you said, they're downgrading from Stafford, who's a Pro Bowl quarterback, to Jared Goff, who really couldn't get anything going for the Lions' offense on Sunday. Um, moving on to the uh, Major League Baseball playoffs, Game Four, Houston versus Boston tonight. Obviously, last night Boston won twelve to three, blowout most of the game. wasn't really a competition. Uh, um, series is 2-1 Boston with the uh, Red Sox excuse me the Red Sox are favored tonight to win um, minus one and a half so who you got in this game Jacob and I got I, I don't really watch baseball but I got Boston uh, I I think it's it's not necessarily a clear winner but I mean they lead they lead the series Houston I know has been in some hot water recently over the past few years and I, don't know, I, I take Boston in this one. Uh, you know, whether or not they win the series is still kind of up in the air, but I think they've got this game tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, I look at this game for, you know, for Houston. You got Zach Greinke going up on the hill against Nick Pavetta for the Red Sox. You know, obviously Houston, if, if, if you're going to, if you're going to get back in the series, you're going to have to win this game because you go down three, one, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to take the Astros in this game tonight. You know, with with that lineup and Jordan Alvarez and Jose Altuve, hopefully looking to bounce back, looking to bounce back. I'll take Houston in this matchup for the series to get to two and two, and then you got Game Three: the Dodgers and the Braves. Dod- or Atlanta with a two zero lead over surprising two zero lead over the Dodgers, um, and LA is still favored to win tonight in at Dodgers Stadium. Um, yeah, I'm gonna take the Dodgers to get to two and one here, just because it's a must win game for them if they lose a three zero deficit. Must win game for the Dodgers here tonight, so I will take. Yeah, I them. I completely agree. It's must win. You're at home. I th- I think if there's ever a time to pull back from you know a two zero deficit, I think it's now. Um, I'm really surprised that Atlanta has a two zero lead on them right now. I remember looking at 
the Dodgers Giants series uh, when it went into game five and thinking that, you know, LA is just one of those really like they, they just look impressive. And Atlanta to me just did not seem as, you know, they, they didn't seem like a team that would pull off this kind of lead. Mm-hmm. So that, that being said, I think they're both really well matched for each other. I, I just think that, you know, Dodgers are going to get home field advantage tonight. Yeah, you got Walker Buehler against Charlie Morton on the hill for both teams. Um, obviously, for the Dodgers, like I said, 0-2 deficit, looking to get to 2-1 and one there. Uh, we're moving on to the NHL. We got the Red Wings playing tonight um, on a Tuesday night against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets are 14-4 and four and 1 against the Red Wings in the last 19 games. Um, who we got in this matchup for Red Wings Blue Jackets, Jacob? And I think it's I think it's the Blue Jackets by a long shot. You know the spread's set at two goals, and I think it's minus one ten odds for the Blue Jackets. But I mean, come on, you know, I I really wanted the Red Wings to to come back a little bit this year to be what they once were, but uh, you know they they lost to the Lightning in their first game, and I don't know. It just seems like it's the same Red Wings team that you know we've been seeing for the past few years. And with that, you know, Blue Jackets have an all-time series lead on them by a long shot. I I think it's a clear winner for the, the Blue Jackets at this point. Yeah, I think the Red Wings, uh, a couple years away, I've said this before, you know, they're a couple years away with guys like Tyler Bertuzzi, you know, developing. And, yeah, I'm going to take the Blue Jackets in this one. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope the Red Wings can cover. I'm, I really do. It it just doesn't look like they can. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, on the on the MSU football, obviously a game on Saturday against Indiana, a you know got out performance, twenty to fifteen win over the Indiana Hoosiers for their homecoming game. Uh, struggled in the first half. Uh, the refs obviously were not great, but we're not going to blame them. Um, the offense did not look great. Play calling was not amazing by Jay Johnson, but again, Michigan State football just finds a way in the second half to go, to. To grind out a victory, as their slogan says, "Keep chopping." They're gonna find a way to win a game, and with with that with that defensive performance against Jack Tuttle, it sets up for that matchup against Michigan on on October thirtieth, and they just they just found a way to win. Jacob, yeah, I mean, you had a road game, you went to Indiana, and our defense has been good all year, but you know they haven't been the cornerstone of our team. But I mean, I think you really see our defense just really getting hungry for that Michigan game, yep. getting a chance to prove themselves in front of all those Spartan fans that are going to show up on Halloween weekend. I'm excited to see it. Uh, you know, college game day better be here. We'll have to see. I mean, they might be going to OS, Ohio State, Penn State. But speaking of that, the game time for the for the Michigan Michigan State game is set is set for noon, which I don't really understand, but whatever. Um, and yeah, MSU and Michigan likely Michigan likely to be seven and zero after their perform their their performance against Northwestern. So both seven and zero team likely seven and zero teams coming into East Lansing. I mean, right now it's too early to make a prediction, but you know it's it's gonna be interesting performance to see you know how these two guys battle out for the Paul Bunyan Trophy. Who who do you think as of right now? Who do you think will win this? Yeah. I can't really give an unbiased opinion. I think we got it. Um, you always got to be careful, you know, just don't get ahead of yourself. But uh, I I think that with a home field advantage, 
This is a team that has been really eager. Every game seems like an opportunity to prove themselves. Uh, I think, you know, if our, our team can reach deep down enough and just really show that we just want this game and we, we want to win. And I think we I think we've got it if if we can just not get comfortable with where we're at. Yeah, I think I'm not gonna make a prediction right now. I think it's way too early to make a prediction, but I think with Mel Tucker and his guys, you know, prepare for a Michigan team that loves to run the ball, plays really good defense, especially with Aiden Hutchinson on that D line against our O line, it's gonna be really tough to see how that goes. But if you can stop Blake Corum and Hassan Haskins with that rushing attack, I think the Spartan I think MSU has a really good chance to win this game. And especially the a rivalry game like this, you never know what's going to happen. Um, I think I looked at the line. I think Michigan was minus six to open up, but I could be wrong. Um, again, you know, two, two teams that you know, are, are, are going to lose after this one, obviously. Both 7-0 undefeated. It's going to be really interesting. I really don't know what's going to happen, but we'll have to see. Yeah, and um, I think the Spartans, we need to clean up some offensive line issues yeah. and really lock that up if we're going to secure this game. But, I mean, we're ranked ninth in the AP Top 25 poll. This is the first time we've been ranked at all in the past few years. We've got a new coach. Our, our team is just we, – we look like lightning in a bottle. Every yeah. game we come out, you know, like we like you said, we struggled in the first half against Indiana. That's kind of been the – it's kind of been the definition of this Spartans team this this year is we come out in the first half, we don't really do well, but we always find a way to come out that second half and just, you know, pull some of that offensive magic and, you know, end up coming away with it. And I, I think that we just really need to stay hungry for this win and really just prove that this is our year. You know, hashtag Tuck coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean – I, I agree. I mean, especially the last two games, the way that MSU looked in the first half against Rutgers and Indiana, the way they come, came out in the second half, they really got they really kind of got rid of that second half struggles that this team has really that this team has been known for, especially against Nebraska and Western Kentucky. And Western Kentucky, you know, they they were they were up like 45-14, they just took their foot off the gas. And these last two games, they've really shown that they can they can compete with these teams in the second half. Um on our last segment, um, we're going to talk some more NFL. Uh, I know you're a big Packer fan, Jacob, and I'm a big Bears fan. Obviously not not fun for me. Uh, what were your thoughts on the Packers this weekend, being on my Bears yet again? Uh, and they had me in the first half. I was really worried um, just watching that score just really go back and forth. Uh, always has me nervous. Green Bay's been struggling this year, especially in the first half. But, uh, yeah, I mean – I think one of the defining moments of that game, Aaron Rodgers rushing touchdown, runs up to Bears fans in the stands and just goes, I still own you. I mean, he's not wrong. He's he's 100% correct, and it just pains me when I was watching that game. I'm like, oh, my God, he's really going to say that to us. And he's, But he's not wrong. He's 22-4 and four in his career against the Bears. Is that correct? Yeah, and I think it's I think the record's eleven and three at Chicago. That's amazing. I mean that that's crazy, and it just shows how far behind this Bears franchise is. Yeah, and, and for everyone doubting, you know, oh Aaron Rodgers doesn't he's not passionate anymore. He doesn't care about Green Bay. I think oh, that moment single handedly proves all of that wrong. I think he said I think in his press conference afterwards, he's like I blacked out on the field in that moment. I don't remember saying any of that. <laughs> you know, just 
imagine just being so overcome with just energy and passion for this rivalry that you just completely black out on the field and don't remember anything that you did. I think it really shows that I think there is still a chance that he sticks around after this year. God, I hope so. I think there's a decent chance. Look, I think if Green Bay, if they can make a Super Bowl and either win or lose, I think I think Rodgers stays. But if they go out in the divisional round in the NFC title game again, lose, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But I think Roger. I think if the in the off season, I think if um, Mike or Mike Brian Gutekunst and the front office of Green Bay surround him with more weapons and get him some more pass catchers besides Devontae Adams, I think Rodgers would be able to stay. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. And I think, you know, everyone points to that New Orleans loss week one is, oh, you know, he's going to leave. Green Bay's fallen from any potential Super Bowl chance. And looking back on it, I think that New Orleans loss is really going to help us in the long run. You know, I think it was a good punch in the mouth. We were this team that, you know, Aaron Rodgers took a lot of the offseason off. He didn't practice, didn't show up. And I, I think it was a really good reminder that we still got to work at it. But when we do, we can pull off some amazing games. So I'm really yeah. hoping that to get back to NFC Championship, we got some tough competition this year, that's for sure. Um, but I think if we can just keep working at it, I think we can get there again. No doubt. Um, and as far as for the Bears side, um, you go to Tampa Bay next week at Tampa Bay, a three or four twenty-five start. Not going to be a great game, in my opinion. Uh, I'm probably looking at a blowout here, like 14 points or more. Tom Brady obviously going to be very mad about what happened last year with the fourth down situation where he forgot how many downs there were and the Bears somehow squeaked away with that win. But it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of this Bears season plays out. Look, you, you obviously got to play You got to play Tampa. You have to go at Pittsburgh. You got to host Baltimore. A lot of tough games coming up. You got to host San Francisco. I mean, it's 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 a gauntlet these next you know four to five games. So it's gonna be interesting to see how the Bears figure that out. The Bears have been a real pleasant surprise for me. Uh, obviously, not as a Packers fan, but just from a a football fan in general, I'm always very hesitant of quarterbacks coming in fresh out of college and being start or you know getting a chance to start and being the face of franchise. But Justin Fields has really been surprising in the fact that he's been able to step up and fill that position. Obviously, he's not perfect. No one is, but I think that Justin Fields shows that, you know, in the next two years, he could be, you know, the face of this franchise, very similar to Justin Herbert for the Chargers or Baker Mayfield for the Browns. You know, I really hope so, because he did not look great on Sunday. Look, the offside call wasn't really the best call, but you still cannot make that throw, throwing it just to absolutely nobody when you don't see a flag. That was, that was a rookie mistake by him, in my opinion. And also the near interception by Adrian Amos. I don't know if you saw that, but it it could have been. It was really close to being an interception. Fields just threw it right to the right to the safety with nobody. I believe Allen Robinson stopped his route, and nobody, no Bears wide receiver was there. Just not not a very good throw, and a few rookie mistakes by Fields, only leading to 14 points. So that's going to happen. The growing pains are going to be there, but I think if Fields can continue to develop, and we'll see if he can, but. I think if we continue to develop, you know, the Bears might be looking at a franchise quarterback. But for now, he, a lot of a lot of rookie mistakes that he needs to correct. Yeah, and I think part of that is just because he's been thrust into this starting position. You know, um, I forgot who the quarterback was before him, but Trubisky. goes down. Hmm? Trubisky. Yeah, go, goes down because of injury, and they're like, okay, we got to start Justin Fields. Oh, Andy Dalton, yeah. 
Yeah, and it's just this it's this position that I don't think Justin Fields was expecting to start, especially in games like this Green Bay game where you're kind of hoping to have your veteran QB lead your team, but you have to start your rookie. And I think keeping in mind that pressure on him, I think it's really uh, – I think he's doing the best with the situation. I think that it's certainly uh, – you know, as a, if you're a Bears fan, you can look at this in a positive way and say, you know what, we're going to lose some. Uh, at least we're not Detroit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think Justin Fields definitely has a future in Chicago. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I, I, I pray that it works out. Um, anyways, I think that's going to wrap it up for us here on Impact Sports Daily on October 19th. My name is Jada Coster, along with my friend Jacob Phillips. Have a great day. You've been listening to Impact Sports Daily. Our thanks to Impact's General Manager Jeremy Whiting, Station Manager Amber Kinetsky, and Programming Director McKenna Lowndes. For more, visit impact89fm.org sports.